and there it is. What up, ladies and gents? We're ready to rock and roll today. Sales, is that something that you would like to have in your business? If so, this episode's for you. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It could be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Pros! All right, ladies and gents, the fire is here. Let's do this thing. Branding and marketing. Man. Branding, marketing, and sales are actually crucial parts of any business. Without sales, your business won't survive. Without marketing, your business is invisible. And without a brand, your business lacks credibility. The problem is getting it all done. We know we have to create content. We know we have to post. We know we need more customers. The question is, how? Today's guest offers a mix and match approach. He's helping businesses with sales-focused approach on uh, to branding and marketing at a price point that fits almost every budget. I'm excited to hear what he's doing and how he's helping businesses grow. So let's welcome to the show from I Plus Sales and Marketing, Phil Coley. <laughs> Hey, great to be here with you today. Really, really enjoying it already. So it's great to get that uh, energy going. Yes, sir. It's all about having some fun and talking about, well, our favorite topic, business. So let's start with the very first thing. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? That's that's a great, great question, isn't it? It's what I get asked all the time. I'm really, really excited. I've got a great business partner and we've got two or three business interests, but our main one is sales and marketing with the emphasis on sales so we're helping a lot of b2b customers um across the world to be fair uk europe and 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 elsewhere now just to get their sales right because so many people get it wrong they do all the marketing and then they wonder why they can't do that final bit and that's just about their sales process so we're helping customers to get more sales that's the key that's the name of the game you need sales it's the blood flow to any business um let's talk about the other aspect of this so why of all the different things you could have gotten into in helping a business it could have been something as very specific as i can become an accountant you went into the marketing space why sales and marketing why are you doing this because i want to know I think for me, I've I've always been good at talking to people. Um, and I actually started my first ever business when I was 12 years old, uh, growing up and noticing our local neighborhood that they didn't have a free paper. So I started up a free paper and my first ever advert was with a butcher. I went in and he, he paid me a very, very small fee in, in those days. And that was my sort of first thing into, well, if you've got something people want and you can sell it, they'll give you money and then you can do stuff with that money. And that that's really where I sort of came into it. But I suppose... I've always had that that interest in people and I've got a degree in sports psychology and love what makes people tick and ultimately sales is you know people buy from people and I, I think that's never changed in centuries and that's what I love I love people and I love looking at what what they need and actually then making sure I can match what they need you know 
telling the story that you just said about the free paper, it reminds me of actually one of my very first marketing experiences. I must have been, I don't know, maybe 12 years old or so. And we used to go to this uh, video store, for those of you who don't know, it's where you used to rent videos prior to streaming them online. Uh, and right next door, there was this pizza joint and this guy came up to us cause we would always go to the video store and he's like, Hey, you want to make some extra money? Uh, I'm sorry. He didn't offer us money. He said, Hey, you guys want some pizza? And we were like, hell yeah, 12 year old kids. We love pizza. He's like, do me a favor, take these flyers, pass them out to this neighborhood. And then when you get, when you're done, come back and I'll give you guys a free pizza. And that was my first ever experience, uh, handing out flyers, marketing, doing, doing some sort of marketing for pay. It was pizza, but it was pay. I mean, to me, that was like a, a dip into like, wait, I can earn money or food a different way. Do you have a similar experience with the free paper? Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. You know, it, it was great, and we were, we were, me and a friend, we were just printing them out on a on a photocopier, and we, we were probably doing about four or five hundred things we were putting through letterboxes and you know the butcher was saying i'm getting people coming i said this is quite a clever thing and i was like let's go to the hairdresser now so you go to the hairdresser and the hairdresser says yeah i'll have an advert so for me exactly the same experience and i suppose just in simple terms you know if you're getting a message out there it doesn't matter how you do it and everyone is so fixated today on digital marketing but actually old-fashioned marketing leaflets through a door posters somewhere they still work it's the same thing you've got to attract the customers it's all about grabbing that attention right it doesn't matter where you grab the attention at it's that you have their attention then what's next so you kind of you mentioned a little bit about your uh your degree uh with in sports uh tell me a little bit more about your credentials and what makes you different from everybody else skills i have acquired over a very long career there we go yeah Nice to hear Liam Nielsen going going like that. Probably show my age, knowing knowing how old he is as well. I mean, I I've been in sales, you know, properly in sales for thirty plus years now. And yeah, my degree in sports psychology gave me a really good insight into what it takes to be a high performer. It doesn't matter if it's in sport or business. And for me, I sort of had a, a twist of, of fate. I was working with some some high performing young athletes, and somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said. You talk about motivation and goal setting and things like that. I was like, yeah, 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 talk a lot about that. And um, this particular lady said, do you want to come and talk to my sales team? And I was like, yeah, fine. And she sort of said about this. And and to cut a long story short, it was a major retailer in the UK. And I went to talk to their sales teams and they were like, this is amazing. We can visualize, we can goal set, we can find all of these things. And and I'd always had that passion for sales. So, so from that then took me on a really great journey into direct sales and managing sales teams, going into traditional, what you call today, contact centers, which really started as, as call centers. So I, I've done everything from being on the front line to managing large teams as well. And I just know what it's like to be, you know, a small business or a growing business or even in, in enterprise. You know, sales doesn't really matter where you are in that. But if you can prove you've done it rather than just telling people how to do it, and that gets you a long way. And that, that's really where my, I suppose my difference is, you know, I've done big ticket selling, you know, I've sold things that are three, $4 million in terms of SaaS products and I've sold advertising on the phone and done that. So there's very little things that get put in front of me that I've never actually experienced myself. When you are working with a client or talking to a potential client or talking to a group of salespeople, like what is it? that you say to get their mindset in order? Or what is it maybe that they're lacking? Because everybody wants to get into sales, 
but not everybody's cut out to be in sales. They, there is a certain mindset that needs to be put in place. What is it? What's the most common thing that you find amongst people that they don't have their mind right about? It's welcoming the no. And it, I, I keep it as simple, simple as that. When you're in sales, it's purely a numbers game. And, and I have a I have a rule that I call the 120 rule. And I, it's a rule I've done for years and years and years. And it was when I was first selling advertising, not, not on the street corner, but when I was selling advertising as, as a proper job, is I knew I had to make 100 calls a day. That's what I was told I had to do, 100 calls a day. And I always did 120. That extra 20 calls, I actually improved my conversions by 50%. So I have this 120 rule that every day do 120 sales activities because in sales, if you don't have the numbers, you just won't get the sales and you have to relish having a no. If you're not prepared for somebody to tell you no, then sales isn't for you. Mm, sale or sorry, pra the, the practice part, the 120, the fact that you did more. Uh, I got a book sitting right behind me, The Power of One More by uh, Ed Milet. That same idea and that same concept uh, when we started our podcast, one of the things that I said we were going to do is we were going to do it for for three years. So committing up front for three years, five days a week. Uh, and my thought was very similar to what you're saying here. I was like, who's the best in podcasting right now? Joe Rogan. Okay. Well, he's got about a thousand episodes right now. So if I can get to a thousand episodes, I'll be as famous as Joe Rogan. Uh, didn't pan out that way. But the practice in putting on a show every single day improved my messaging, improved my voice, improved my charisma, improved the dynamic, the way the show's laid out. I've gotten so much better because of the repetition and the practice. And I'm, I'm, and as I'm hearing you talk about the 120 rule, this is where the little nuances come into play, right? This is where you figure out how to handle objections and how to deal with those no's and dealing with uh, accepting the no. It comes from the repetition. There's no such thing as perfect, but there's progress, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I I look at that obviously through my through my sales career, but I also look at it in sport as well. You you just know, and and you know you guys in the states, you know Michael Jordan is, you know he's missed more times than he's actually hit the ring, you know, and he talks about that all of the time that you've got to be doing that practice 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 to make it absolutely perfect or as near to perfect as you can get and and that's where you can learn from sport and also from sales it's it's the the losses are as important as those great wins mm. well let's talk about you know the the thing that you actually get paid for because when people talk about sales and marketing I mean, it means so many different things to so many different people. I don't think there's a clear, concise definition of what is expected and what we're presenting. So what do you get paid to do? If you're good at something, never do it for free. We, we, get, we get paid for four key things that we do for our clients in, in the sales and marketing arena. So we can get paid for producing really good content, which is about brand awareness. Um, we can get paid for doing the engagement. So actually doing all of that trawling and making sure that engagement on any platform is is actually there. But more importantly, we get paid for leads and for sales coaching. And, and that probably is, is the key difference from us, from many people, is not only can we present leads to our customers, we can actually show them how to convert those leads. And we hear it all the time in marketing and sales as well as, oh, we went to an agency, it didn't really work out. When actually, in principle, it was they gave you what you needed, but you couldn't convert. And that that to me is the thing that I hear all of the time. And 
And when you just said to me that, you know, there's no clear definition for sales and there's no clear definition for marketing today. I agree. I mean, crikey, how has changed in the last 10 years? You know, 10 years ago, would you have been finding adverts, you know, in, in the marketing press for social media assistance, you know, social media schedules? It just was never there. So it's even more cluttered now. But ultimately, for me, it's helping people get the leads. But genuinely, we get paid really good money for helping people to convert those leads. I've been in the space for for quite some time and making the sale of of we generate leads was a lot easier a few years ago than it is today. Today, leads doesn't sound so good anymore because of the lack of conversion. People and businesses in my experience as I'm talking to them don't want leads. They want somebody to come in, pre-qualify and close, uh, essentially a sales team to come in and do things for them. The way you're describing it sounds very much like you set that process up for them. Is it something that they do externally where you have a sales team that comes in and generates the leads and uh, and does the calls and closes? Or is it something you set up internally for the client? Uh, we, we actually do both. Um, so, so we do a, a classic outsource model. So they outsource that whole lead generation, closing the sale. And we also do co-source as well, where we'll take the lead and then we're actually trained up their internal team to actually be able to close the deal. So we, we do both approaches and that, and that works really well for our clients is, is knowing that they've got a really smooth process internally or externally. And from that, we're able to, to pull that whole thing together. And I think what, what really drives it is, is, is you're right. It's, leads are just leads but it can also just make a client understand that sales isn't an easy process and they need to have certain things in place to make sure you can close that sale mm. well the, and, and closing i think is always dependent on the niche right so you know closing a a real estate transaction is much different than closing a catering transaction even though they're both high ticket items the price points and the energy and the responsibility the sales process all that is different when you're helping clients are you specific in a niche where you're specializing and this is where we're good at or are there multiple areas so i guess in, in other words i am looking for qualities beyond the physical who's your ideal client we're really strong in, well, we're, we're massively strong in B2B. I would say about 85% of our customers are B2B. So we, we know that well. But if we had to really niche it down, then we would be in the engineering, manufacturing and coaching spaces. Th those three spaces we excel in and and, and also to, to an element in the construction as well. But you're absolutely right, though, about the the different closing and the way that you close it. And, and for me, there, there are four real four types that you're looking at in terms of a sales thing you're looking at a transactional sale so you know somebody's looking to say they, they want to get a, a can of oil or they want to get something that's purely transactional they, they'll go in and do that but where you find the real talents are in solution sales and in service sales they, those are where those real transactions start to happen particularly when somebody doesn't think they have a need but you know they have a need. And that's probably where, again, we, we're really strong at looking at the solution going, we could actually make things easier for you if you looked at this particular thing. And tr trying to get that through to people is, is quite difficult. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a struggle. I think uh, a lot of times salespeople don't quite know the pathway or the, the journey that a customer goes through. So they're they're sitting from the sales side and they know about the benefits of their products and all these great things. 
but what is the customer feeling? And I think that's where the connection happens. That's where the attention is first grabbed. That's where we start, you know, poking the bear a little bit. We have some points that are that are pulling that customer in to make them have that emotion to take action because we buy everything emotionally. We rationalize it logically, but we buy everything emotionally. When when you're dealing with the different niches that you're working in, um, how much of it is when you're sitting back and trying to build a relationship with the client, build that trust with the client versus making it very much like, here's the information we offer. Let's move on to that next deal. What's that next process like? I think, I think again, you know, that, that's, that's, that's probably one of the, the, the most difficult questions that, that can be asked of, of sales is there are two different ways of approaching it. And I had this conversation recently with a, the gr- a great guy I respect and we do a lot of work together. And we were talking about collapsing the sale, how you can collapse the sale sometimes. And when I talk about collapse, it means just can you speed that sa- sale up? And for me, the most important thing any salesperson can do, and a lot of salespeople don't do this, they just don't listen because they don't ask the right open-ended questions. And that's where I find the relationship falls down because you end up with salespeople who are tellers rather than askers. So when you ask those open-ended questions, you can build the rapport, but automatically that first, second, third or fourth question, the actual person you're selling to is going to tell you something that's their pain point. And that's when you jump on it. And that's what so many people get wrong. They just product dump. They don't ask the right questions. So for me, I've always been a people person, ask the open-ended questions, get them to talk because they'll tell you what their problem is without you always having to ask it. There's a great book called Gap Selling, and it talks a lot about that. Where is your customer here today? Where are they right now? But where do they want to be? And then focus on how your product gets them to where they want to go. Let them describe the path. Let them identify the pain point. It's your job just to figure out how your product or service provides a solution to that pain point. But that requires that you sit down and have a conversation. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's, I mean, you said it was easy naturally early on that you were able to, you know, just, it was, it was part of your God's gift of gab for you, right? For me, it wasn't so easy, like developing that communication and, and what is it like to have a conversation? What is it like to conduct an interview? It was something that I really had to work out, to, uh, work at is, is sales and the process something that can be learned by somebody who's not naturally extroverted or a type A personality. Oh, to- totally. It can be it can be learned. And and the, the best example I can give there is is the best salespeople are those who, who role play and they visualize a lot of the time. And, and I've done loads of that in, in my career and I still do that today is if you can visualize, you can practice and practice and practice. And it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. So you can visualize looking at a prospect in front of you on the phone, however, however you're going to present to them. And you can practice that. So uh, people say, oh, people are born salespeople. I'm like, that's just rubbish. Sales is just it's not even a science. It's about a process. Sales is a process. You do A, B and C and you're going to get D if people follow the process. But the most important thing is follow the process, but just work hard. You just have to work hard in sales. So don't don't be scared of putting in the hours, putting in the calls, because that will work for you. But it's just a process. It, it really is a process. But too many people are scared of it because they go, oh, I can't do sales. It's like if you follow a process, it works. Well, let's talk about that, which is perfect. I mean, I feel like you've been on the show before. You know what's coming next. So if people do want to work with you, speaking of processes, what's that sales process like? 
a lot of customers coming your way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 sales process. I mean, I, I have a seven step program, but I I actually keep it really simple now, and I just have three key things that, that you do in in sales is is and I call it ATC. I call it air traffic control. So most people can understand that is your A is attract. You've got to get the attractions in. You've got to attract somebody in. The T is your traffic. It is purely your traffic. But your C is conversion. And so when you look at your whole process, you go, right, how can I attract somebody in? And it doesn't matter if you're doing it marketing or sales. You've got to get somebody to send an email to you. You've got to have somebody pick up the phone. You've got to have somebody reach out on a chat. Wherever they reach out to you, you've got to be able to then turn that into traffic. And when you turn it into traffic, you've got to say, okay, this person now, how am I going to start to move them towards conversion? And when you get into that conversion mode, it's really simple. Once you've got someone to conversion mode, you should be able to close them pretty easily because you just ask them for the sale. So when I look at it, I'm always saying, okay, you've got to have a good opening. You've got to have probing questions. You then position your product and then you close. So OPPC is the best way to to remember it. And people might go, Okay, Phil, that's really simple. Okay, so you get your opening and then you start to probe, have some open-ended questions, then you position your product to the needs of what they want, and then you close them. They go, but what happens if they say no or it's too expensive? And I go, okay, well, then you go to the objection handling and then you go closing again. And people go, okay, I get it now. So you should always assume for the sale. I go, absolutely, because if you're not confident in closing and going, okay, do you want to go ahead with that? Or how does that sound to you? then you're not displaying the confidence and people buy from confident people as well. Oh, 100%. You got to be able to ask for the business at the end of the day. I mean, the, I love your your air traffic control, right? So you attract, you have the traffic, then you convert. Um, one of the big things that I find with people is they're completely invisible. So they have nothing out there that is attracting anything. They're not driving any traffic. And then they're wondering why they're getting no conversions. So one of the things we love to say on the show is, look, you need to create content. You need to have content at scale. Show up as often as you can where the audience is. And we believe that podcasting is one of those ways that gives you an opportunity to create content at scale. What do you tell your customers, your clients when it comes to putting themselves out there creating content however they're going to do it what's the what's the the pitch what's the story what do you tell salespeople that are like i don't know man i don't really have social media i don't do that thing so I, I i sometimes buck against that a little bit but i do i will answer the question is i say to people when you're creating content content is great but you need an audience and you've got to reach out to get your audience and so i say to a lot of people is when you're reaching out in terms of your content, the one area, particularly in the B2B setting that people really miss out on is they'll do a LinkedIn connection and they'll they'll do a connection. Somebody will accept the request and then they go straight into sell. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. The thing that people are missing out on LinkedIn is you can build a really good relationship through the messaging. You start to get good connections. You don't sell, you don't sell, you don't sell. And you might hang on for two or three months until you start to go into there but you're building an audience and you can build an audience on LinkedIn for free. You know, you can reach out to people, make sure you're in the right niche and you can go, right, okay, let's connect and see where we go. And then you start to look at the content. And there's so many different places now that you can put yourself out there, but you've got to make sure you're really clear with your message before you go anywhere near content. 
And that's what I say to people. So I'm really clear on my message. My message is, if you want sales, talk to me and my team will be there to help you or I'll be able to help you in the coaching one. I'm really clear on that. I'm, you know, I'm a sales, I'm a sales growth specialist. That's what I do. So that's my message to people. But I don't get hold of people and go, hey, you need to work with me because I make sales better. I use things like being on your amazing podcast to go and know my subject so I can actually demonstrate my expertise, my authority in that as well. And that leads to trust. So if you're creating content, make sure you've got a clear message. Make sure you use the EAT principle. So expert authority leading to trust. And when you do that, you've got so many places to actually go and you can put your content out there for free. The only thing it will cost you is time. So you can go on a podcast. And I, I think, you know, not just saying it because I'm on, on this great podcast, but podcast is the way forward because you can strip that content out. I know when I see this content, my team are going to go, this is amazing. We're going to transcribe the content. We're going to strip it out. We're going to put it on all different social media channels, either as audio or visual or however we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Anybody who's got a business, get your message. Start to write a few things that you think are the pain points. And there's nothing wrong with having three or four followers for a couple of months. And then you build and then you build and then you build. But you have to stick at it when you do your content. Isn't it funny? No matter what industry you go through, I don't care if it's your own physical health, the progress, the day-to-day, -day, the step one foot in front of the other, that's what the story is all about. We always look at the accolades. We look at the awards. We look at those closed deals. We look at all these things that determine success. But at the end of the day, it's, did you get up and run today? Did you get up and make sales videos today? Did you make your phone calls today? Because that is the work that is required for you to achieve the success that you want to achieve. I listen to this uh, audio every day called uh, The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Uh, I've listened to it many, many times in the past. Right now I'm doing like a thing in my own mind to listen to it 30 days just to kind of get my mind focused the right way I want to every single morning. And one of those things he talks about is, you know, we become what we think about. And if we're allowing ourselves to think about all the hesitations and all the scariness and all the fear and why I don't want to do something and why I can't have something, that becomes our reality, right? And so it, it, sadly, it's like the matrix, right? It's really only a chemical reaction that happens in your brain. That's the reality that we're creating. And what you're saying is, look, it's literally possible. Join us. Let us show you how we can do this for you or let us show us how we can do it with you. But it's not impossible. We can take your business to that next level. So if people do want to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? And what do they get when they start working with you? So I'm just I'm going to just share something with you, which you just triggered me about the matrix is is something I, I say to people is when people are in, in sales and they're scared of the no. And I talk about visualization and this would be really interesting for your for your listeners and, and viewers to take on. If I say to you, don't think about a lemon, don't think about cutting a lemon now. Too late. I guarantee people are just starting to salivate because they've seen the lemon opening up. You've got that physical reaction. So there's no lemon in front of me. There's no lemon in front of you. But people can see the lemon, bit of saliva there as well, because you're visualizing it. And that's the stimulation. So that's just an amazing example. So when you do it in sales, then you start going through the role play and you start practicing it, you're actually going through that mental process, which just makes you so, so much stronger. So 
that's just me going on a, on a little bit of a tangent. But to work with me is you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, you can le- reach out to me on my email, which is which is on screen. You can also go to one of our websites as well. You can go to iPlus Group and you can go on to there. You can also go on to my personal branded website. And I love sharing this one to you guys in the States. So you can go to phil-coley.com. And the only reason it's got a hyphen is because in the States, you've got a really amazing country and Western singer called Phil Coley. So I've got to have a hyphen just because of him and you guys loving your country and Western. Why'd you got to go and get famous before me, man? He stole my name. <laughs> All right, Phil. Look, I, I love the, the no thing. I heard this um, a while back and uh, I love it. it was, I forgot who, who was the sales teacher that taught it to me, but no, usually when you hear no in a conversation, it's not N-O, it's K-N-W-O. It's just that they don't know enough information to make that decision. The objection is just, it just means you didn't cover this part of my presentation or your, of, of the sales part. This is what's actually important to me. So if you can overcome the objection, if you can give them the knowledge, then that no goes away because there's no longer anything, any question or any doubt uh, that, that the client has in their mind. So yeah, I love how you said, seek the no, find it because that's where the answer is. Once you get past the no's, Nothing's stopping you. You already have solved the problem for the client. The client's ready to rock and roll. Ladies and gents, iplusgroup.co.uk. That's where you can find Phil. That's where you can start reaching out to him and see if this is something that you want to work with. You're looking to grow your B2B. You're stuck in a plateau and you don't know where to go to that next level. You need sales. You need marketing. That is a good place to start. iplusgroup.co.uk. And of course, you guys can find him on social at philcoley.com. Phil, before we head out, I want to make sure that I give you uh, the floor. Any last minute final thoughts before we head out? Yeah, just just the the, the one final thought. And, and again, thank you so much for having me on the show. But the one final thought I give to people is, in my experience, most people follow up on a quote or a deal twice. Mm. And in real terms, in my experience of working with thousands of different salespeople, you normally get a yes when you actually follow up at least five times. So if you're following up more than twice, you're going to actually be slaughtering your competitors. And follow up is where most people fail because they just don't bother. So that would be my one tip. Always keep following up because you will get the business. And if you guys have kids, you know, you got to follow up like five times. Go clean your room. Did you clean your room? Are you sure you clean your room? Did you clean under your bed? works the same way with people. If you think it's not, I mean, your kids grow up to be actual full-grown adults and you think those habits change? No, follow up. That's where you're going to get the results. Phil, last thing, dude, before we head out, uh, the way we grow our show is literally by our guests telling people how awesome it was. So what was your experience like on the Business Bros? Oh, I, I loved I love being on Business Bros. And the reason I loved it is you guys really know your stuff. You know, chatting to you, you know your stuff. You've read all the books. You've experienced it. You've done it. And I recommend anybody to come onto this show, share the experience. But it's actually a really nice experience sharing it with a real fellow person who knows all about sales. That's it, ladies and gents. Thank you very much, Phil, for coming on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, again, you guys need help with your marketing. I'm going to scroll it right across the bottom one more time 
iplusgroup.co.uk. Reach out to Phil, have a conversation because really at the end of the day, that's where it starts. Yes, sir, business Bruce. That's where it starts. You have to have a conversation. You have to take that first step. I know it's scary. I know it's uncomfortable. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you take no steps, you're going to stay in the same spot you are right now. So take that step, take that leap and get out there and, and just go to the website, iplusgroups.co.uk. Start with the conversation and go from there. Phil, thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys again next time. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.